Hello and welcome back to Tech Percent. Today we'll be sharing our reactions to one of the most anticipated smartphone launch events of the year. If you heard all of the folding puns last episode and came thinking we were going to be doing an episode all about origami, I'm really sorry, but this probably isn't the episode for you. If it came for paper aeroplanes though, stay, even if it's only because you're intrigued about how an episode to do with folding phones could ever have anything to do with paper aeroplanes. Hugh is still on holiday in the motherland, however, you can hear its reaction to the launch event later in this episode. This episode, we'll be discussing the Fold 4 and Flip 4, but before that, we'll be recapping the short history of foldable phones so far. Note that we'll only be discussing the products that came to market, not just prototypes from the early 2000s. Let's begin. The Royale Flex Pie was announced in November 2018 and was technically the first ever foldable smartphone, but poor software adaptation for the screen size and shape meant the overwhelming response was that people were underwhelmed. The original Samsung Fold was announced on February the 20th in 2019, back in that pre-pandemic time. However, that was soon recalled after reviewers that received them accidentally started removing the actual screen thinking it was a screen protector. The Fold then returned that September, redesigned with a larger cover over the sides and a very, very clear message saying, please don't remove the display. And then people actually quite liked it. The Huawei Mate X was then released in November 2019, offering a larger display on the outside of the phone instead of on the inside as seen on the Samsung Fold series. Fast forward to today, and almost every smartphone manufacturer, except Apple, has made a foldable smartphone. However, Samsung and Huawei still remain the most dominant. Huawei might surprise you in this list. However, sales of its smartphones in China have supplemented losses in markets around the world due to the bans they face. Huawei offers their Mate X2 and Huawei P50 Pocket, which reflect the fold and flip, respectively. In the second iteration of the X-Series, Huawei moved the large display to the inside of the hinge, presumably for durability reasons, so the market is largely all using a similar design by this point. The top two spots of the top 10 foldable smartphones sold in 2021 are occupied by the Z Flip 3 with 52% of the market share, which equates to 4.6 million units, and a Z Fold 3 which has sold 2.5 million units so far. This is unsurprising, since the Flip 3 offers the essence of foldables at a far more affordable price point, albeit losing out on advances in camera technology, among other areas, which is seen in the S-series. Although some might argue that the Fold 3 offered limited upgrades over the Fold 2, Samsung has taken the criticism of reviewers and early adopters seriously making the outer display larger and more practical, and reducing the size of the display crease at the hinge with each generation. They also pushed the boundaries with an under-screen camera in the Fold 3, something we're expecting to be more invisible to the eye and of higher quality in the Fold 4. Whatever foldable you're talking about though, hardware is of course important, but in my eyes, not the most important thing. Some other foldables have had better hinge designs than Samsung, among other things, 
but poorly designed software means that the inner display wasn't utilised in the best ways. Samsung has partnered with Google to offer better versions of Android for their larger displays and has redesigned all their apps to use the large display effectively instead of simply stretching the version scene on the typical smartphone shape. In my opinion, this is what has led to Samsung becoming the kings of foldables, along with their display prowess of course. Anyway, that's the past. Now for the main event, the latest Samsung Unpacked launch event. Right, so we just watched the Z Flip 4 launch, direct from Samsung, definitely live. Um, <laughs> so I've, I've kind of noted down some of the features that I kind of really liked from it. So first of all, smaller hinge, which means that they've kind of increased the battery size from 3,300 milliamp hours to 3,700 milliamp hours, because it really was an issue how small that battery was before. And yeah. flex mode returns under a new name, flex cam. So they've slightly <laughs> increased the range of angles that you can use, which is pretty nice. And the IPX8 rating, also very impressive considering they've got a movable hinge, which is why no one else has done it. So they're, they're the only water resistant phone. But seeing as you always like cracking your phone, then perhaps <laughs> having a slightly more water resistant phone to begin with would be quite handy. How dare you call me out like that? Yes. I know overall it seemed pretty good. Their bespoke edition, while I thought I that's you know, that's that's very nice to be able to customize your phone like that. There was only five colours for the back and front, and like I think it was three colours for the hinges, which I don't know, that's nice. But I mean if you're gonna I assume that costs extra if you're gonna pay that for a really custom phone. I might want more than just five and three colours to pick from. But I mean, yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice thought. And also their argument that closing your fold um, helps you show your friends that you're paying attention to them. I'm pretty sure we could just, you know, put your phone away in your pocket or turn it over on the table to do the same before. And like you pointed out also, now of the, now of the flip, it has a screen um, pointing towards you even when it's closed, so you can look at your notifications still and get distracted from your friends. But I mean, yeah, it seemed pretty good, and I, I really like the flips anyway. So I'd buy it if I if I could afford it. Yeah, I appreciate now they kind of continued with that fairly large, but not too large cover display, and they've actually increased the functionality of apps on there, so that now it's actually of some use because when they started off with that outside display and it was that one inch it was pretty useless to be honest also kind of linking back to your point before of them only having like five body colors and then three frame colors um someone at samsung has run the maths and apparently that means there's like 75 different combinations but surely you're not going to go for a different colored top of the body and bottom of the body so i don't think that's not entirely true but I guess it's a nice top. I think that might actually be included if you buy direct from Samsung. So okay. that, that's nice in a way, because obviously well, if you are spending basically a thousand pounds on it, then having it in a colour that you don't particularly like when getting cases for these foldables isn't really easy. Then it's just a nice yeah. touch to have. Yeah, that is nice. Okay, and, well, I mean, yeah. Ew. If it doesn't cost any more, then, uh, yeah, no, I think that's great. Yeah. 
just kind of finish with the final point that I've got to say about the Flip 4 is that they have actually made it really clear in their launch video that they are working with other companies to actually make having the bend in the middle actually useful because particularly with the early generations you're basically just getting exactly the same feed but then you suddenly had a little crease in the display at least now you can have like all your video at the top and any controls at the bottom so it looks like we're going in the right direction with that especially now they've partnered with google no yeah no it's, it's nice to see some some more support from the apps um for the for the style of phone that the flip is that's no, nice mm. overall i think it's a very nice iteration there's not really tons of major improvements but as their already market leader i think they took 52 percent of the market share with their flip three last year then we can only really see that continuing and at least they are yeah. offering a foldable at that more affordable price point that's then what's more of a transitional device into then perhaps getting the larger fold five six yeah. whatever in the future since the first launch our Fold series has been the epitome of innovation, and we never settle. Our consumers have asked, can the Fold be lighter? Can it be stronger? Our engineers tackled this paradox by making incredible improvements to the hinge and display. The hinge is at the very heart of the foldable experience, powering the unparalleled flexibility that makes these devices so unique. The first three generations of the Fold used gear components, which enabled the screen to be folded and unfolded equally and seamlessly. However, that gear design made it difficult for us to reduce the weight and size of the Fold's hinge, but we knew we wanted that hinge to be slimmer. Our engineers confronted this challenge by developing a new, unprecedented solution. Instead of functioning with interlocking components, the hinge's new mechanism brings a rotational effect to a more traditionally linear motion. This change allowed us to slim down the Fold 4's hinge, making it lighter overall. And even with major reductions in weight and size, this newly designed hinge is just as durable as the original gear-based construction resulting in the slimmest and lightest hinge for our fold yet. It's truly an amazing feat. But our engineers weren't satisfied with simply improving the hinge. We continue to search for other ways to make the fold lighter without sacrificing durability. Well, I think it's quite nice that they've redesigned it because the display crease was a bit of an issue in previous generations. So presumably yeah. it's kind of similar thing as with the Flip 4, where they said they've kind of slimmed down the hinge a bit. So as long as it is as durable as they say it should be, then kind of reports of people who've used the phone so far have said that the crease in the display has decreased, which is something that we've seen year on year as they've released their new folding phones. So they're certainly heading yeah. in the right direction with that. And their hinges have previously have been the most durable on the market. So I don't think that's really too much of a concern anymore because they're offering hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of thousands of 
folds, which is something you're probably never actually going to end up doing in the lifetime of the phone, particularly considering you've got a kind of traditionally sized screen on the outside now. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. You got any thoughts on it? Uh, no, I mean, yeah, no, it's, it's good to see that they're, that they're obviously, you know, in, innovating and all this and they, yeah, they are going in the right direction. I'm, I must say with their explanation of how the new hinge worked, I didn't follow that at all, but you know, I trust that they've done something to reduce the weight and yeah, it seems like they're, they're headed in the right direction, which is good to see. Yeah. As Taboon Rose said, they were kind of trying to actually innovate and drive the space forward, which hopefully means that then that can make foldables more mainstream and you know in about 20 years even apple might release a foldable phone probably for about ten thousand pounds saying oh we have designed a special hinge so that you can have both sides of the phone together and it will be able to rotate and bring those sides together for a portable factor unseen before or words like that. Uh, and then yeah, um, if you want gears, then extra thousand pounds, please. Thank you. Uh, I mean, I mean, jokes aside, though, I I hope that Samsung doing pushing forward this market um does more company uh, into the foldable business, I guess. And yeah, Apple Apple joining the party would well, it would certainly um, you know drive innovation. And it's kind of like what you see with electric cars as more people enter the market then that tends to drive the price down because then companies are competing against each other and something has yeah. kind of been basically encouraged by their customers to lower the price as we've gone through the generations because obviously the fold is now quite a bit less than the first fold was and it's much more durable and arguably of much better quality to actually use in day-to-day -day life um so we're definitely heading in the right direction in that respect our folds display is made up of multiple layers including a metal layer that supports the display and protects the digitizer but that layer adds weight to the device to make the fold lighter without weakening its display we reimagined the fold Four's display design we opted to remove the metal layer and we strengthened the digitizer with fiber reinforced plastic a lightweight material used in cars and even aircrafts to make it firmer. Then we turn to the panel layer, which powers the light inside the display to show content on the screen. By upgrading a select layer of the panel with a stiffer material, we were able to enhance the protection around the numerous wires so your viewing experience isn't interrupted. We also improved the damping structure with sponges to increase the amount of shock that the display can absorb. Instead of simply increasing the thickness of the sponge, we upgraded the material to improve the compression force deflection value of the sponge so that it can better disperse external shock. From our layer-by-layer -layer improvements to our durability tests, our engineers crafted a device that performs at the highest level. The next generation of foldables. We improved the under-display camera on our Galaxy Z Fold 4 so you can more fully engage with it all. Yeah, something which I think was quite important to do in this generation was to improve the under-display camera because whilst mm. it was pioneering when they introduced it on the Fold 3, 
the implementation, how it was perceived by me when I heard reviewers talking about it, almost a last minute addition, just to kind of show that they've innovated. So improving that this year was a must for me. So it's definitely important that they've done that. And having the damping technology on, under the screen and improving that and mean that you don't need to worry as much when you're pressing on it. Because particularly with the early generations, people were getting imprints in the screen and things. So that's less likely to happen if they've got damping technologies. And if you are going to be able to use the S Pen on the inside display, because I think last year, although it technically came with the foldable device, you could only use it on the outside display. And obviously, mm. the inside display is where you want to really be using that to make the most of that real estate in terms of the screen you've got. So if it is able to be used with the inside display, I think that's an important move forward to actually justify the addition of the S Pen to it. Yeah. Taskbar on Galaxy Z Fold 4 helps me move smoothly between different apps, taking my multitasking experience to another level. I have my most used apps pinned on the bottom of my home screen. These, as well as my most recently used apps, automatically sync with the taskbar, so I can easily switch between them. So convenient, right? Emails are more efficient too. I can write, draw, or even sign things right in my email using the S Pen. And it's off. The S Pen experience is something totally unique because it really helps you enhance your productivity, especially when paired with Samsung Notes. And Galaxy Z Fold 4 can cater to your everyday needs, starting with the camera. This Fold comes with a 10 megapixel tele lens with three times optical zoom and a 50 megapixel wide lens, providing enhanced resolution. Nightography is also next level with a larger sensor that lets in more light. That means more impressive night view pictures that are 23% brighter. We've also upgraded Space Zoom. So now you can see what you're shooting without losing track of what you're zooming in on. Another huge part of your social life is gaming. You can play and chat at the same time for a more social experience. The view on the Galaxy Z Fold 4 is unrivaled, and the power behind it is too. This foldable delivers a great gaming experience. It has our most advanced chipset, a Qualcomm processor that delivers improvements in CPU, NPU, and GPU. And through AI, software tuning, and advanced algorithms, your gaming experience has been even more optimized, all while maintaining powerful gameplay. Connecting with one another through gaming and beyond is what makes our days brighter and better. The Galaxy Z Fold 4 will help you socialize in deeper and more fulfilling ways than ever before. Okay, so first of all, it's nice, it's nice like, with, like with the flip, they've clearly um, focused in again on um, getting even more support from different commonly used apps for, um, for the Fold form format, especially with TikTok we saw there. Um, so that, that looks good. And also they, they were saying something about being able to game and text your friends at the same time, which personally I'd be way too distracted with the game to be able to do. But, you know, I get, it's, good, it's good to see um, even more um, support for this form factor of phone um, into the market. What did, you, what did you have to think on the whole thing? Um, well, they kind of mentioned the taskbar as being a big thing. 
Um, so obviously you can get that on their traditional phones as well, but I don't think that many people use it. So being able to kind of link apps together and then when you press one button, it then open it up in the structure that you like is something that they brought in with last with the last generation. However, they mm -hmm. seem to have kind of better integrated that this year, which is then more and more kind of pushing the idea that these are great for productivity, which I think kind of that professional market is something they really need to unlock if they're going to make this generation a success as well. I kind of mm. meant, I said, oh, maybe the S Pen works on the inside display. And there, they said and showed that the S Pen worked on the inside display. Um, they've got Microsoft Office integration. So that's just another um, company they partnered with to kind of offer products in a slightly altered format to make things as easy and convenient to do as possible. Something which has been really disappointing for me in previous generations is that you've had these S series and before it died, the Note series phones having these great cameras that were kind of nearly at the best in the industry, especially with much improving camera software on Samsung's behalf. And prior to this point, we hadn't really seen that great cameras on the foldable series. So although they're kind of staying at a similar level on the flip four, at least on the foldable, we've got that 50 megapixel camera. We have finally got a dedicated zoom lens as well. So I think that will allow people who kind of needed that good camera technology, who may previously have been a potential fold buyer but were put off by that, that will then allow them to access that market. Still though, space to. Samsung needs to stop talking about it. We, <laughs> no one's going outside and saying, oh, the sky looks good. Let's take a photo of it. Well, not as many people as they seem to suggest. Right? Well, I mean... They go on a nightly hiatus and then head out into the street and just to take photos of the sky. Like, do you do I mean, I know you took a strong I like, I like to take a few pictures of the sky. If there's a good sunset, you've got to take a picture of it. But no, it, it, yeah, it's it's definitely nice to see a, a, an improvement from the previous generation on the cameras. Um, still, still not obviously as good as you know the the flagship phones, but it, it's definitely a great improvement. And yeah, it, it definitely seems as if they're going for almost to me. It seems as if they're marketing it as sort of like a miniature laptop, which um, yeah, I, I, I kind of like it. It's yeah, it's nice to see something that sort of um, crosses the gap between just smartphone and laptop because. You know, you normally, you know, you're not going to, well, I mean, I'm sure some people do, but I definitely, I do, I don't do much serious work on my, on my phone, but they definitely seem to be marketing this as, you know, more of a workhorse of, of a device, if that's the right way to put it. Perhaps. Yeah. Cause I was thinking earlier, oh, what sort of hypothetical situation could I, could I use this in? And for some reason, my brain went, Hey, you're an architect. You're showing some clients around the space that you're looking to develop. You don't want to be dragging around a laptop or just carrying a tablet in your hand. And then at the end, you can just pull out that Fold 4 and then open it up and say, oh yes, I have the plans right here. And I'll be like, whoa, did you spend £1,500 on that? And I'll be like, yes, but wasn't it so nice to see that brand new hinge? So beautiful. <laughs> and... Something they kind of spoke about a bit with the Fold 4 and the Flip 4 
is then using the rear cameras as a selfie camera using that cover display, which I think is quite nice because that's what people did in the olden days when they could use like a full size camera and then turn around the display to then use that to take selfies. So I think kind of leveraging the fact that you can get, get, just get a better camera like that is a good idea, particularly with the Fold 4, because the under-display camera is still only 4 megapixels. So although you've got that 10 megapixel one on the outside, which is pretty much in line with the rest of their phones, then it's still good to mention it and make sure that the software works like that, because I'm sure some people will use that, like vloggers and things. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're, we're um, going going back to the screens. I, I I do wonder maybe this is this is the way the market's going now because yeah, it should, like like with your architect example, um, or or even just like as a as a device you're going to use for working, like you can have a laptop or or even like a an iPad or some or some big tablet, um, but just to have such a big screen in such a compact device, um, I know it's definitely very appealing. So this might this yeah, this definitely seems like you know. This might be where the industry is going, perhaps. Mm, yeah, shout out to Samsung. We've been nice. We've given you good feedback here. If you want to send us like a review device if, when you bring out the Fold 5, like we'd be happy to take a look, you know, and just try a few things out. Only if you think it would massively benefit your market, like all these podcast listeners, they could be buying your phone, but at the moment, they're not. So we just... We need that little extra thing next year, just if this goes well, you know? Yeah, all of our many, many listeners. Mm. See, we're near the start of our journey, but all these listeners, they're going to be hearing that, be like, hmm, you know that Mark and Hugh? They're, they're pretty good. Yeah. Mm. You know, if... content that's quite good as well. You should listen to that. Make sure to follow on your preferred podcast streaming platform. This time next year, we will we will have I don't know <laughs> quintupled and quintupled and quintupled again our 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 viewer base, and so you know we'll have our own launch event and we'll do oh, yeah. something did. They were like, "Well, oh, the market has tripled in size," and we'll be like, <laughs> "Well, actually, you think tripling is good? Our market has exponentially increased because." We started off with just a couple of listeners, and now everyone who is a good person is listening to this podcast. So good on you if you're listening to this podcast. I decree thou art a good person. Yeah, we we have that we have that power definitely to just give out the title of good person. No, I'm I'm sure all of our viewers are good people. Yeah, hopefully. Mm. Yeah, it's like it's like when companies say are available at all good supermarkets, all good shops. Like, if you don't stock this product, looks like you ain't so good after all. Exactly. What are you hiding? <laughs> the new Motorola Razr, Motorola's folding phone, launches tomorrow, August the 11th. So we'd like to congratulate whoever in the marketing team decided that the best launch date was the day after Samsung released the Flip 4 and Fold 4. I'm sure the media outlets will make sure they focus reporting on Motorola and not Samsung. Now it's time for an advert from Innovations Incorporated, hosted by Badly Maytech. 
Do you know what's wrong with these foldable smartphones? They only fold in one direction. Innovations Incorporated is proud to present AMOLED paper with almost infinite potential uses. Making a chatterbox is one potential option, but I would argue means the R&D finance for this product was entirely wasted. But paper airplanes are where we see the true potential for the product. Because it has a GPS, you can determine the exact flight distance. No more quarrelling with your friends as to whether the plane that dive-bombed to 11 centimetres flew further than the one that managed to do a loop-the-loop -loop before smashing nose first into the ground at 10.99 centimetres. Handily, this product can also tell you that you shouldn't really be arguing between 10.99 and 11 centimetres, both because of the different measuring uncertainties and because both AMOLED screen aeroplanes were rubbish. AMOLED paper, available at all good shops near you. May tech be with you. Batteries not included. And with that, the end of another percent. Blimey, this file has taken a while to download. Thanks for listening to this rundown of the latest Samsung launch event. We hope you didn't flip out at that useless Innovations Incorporated product. If you enjoy Tech Percent, make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast streaming platform and recommend us to your friends. See you in the next percent. Bye.